There's a story that I really like about the preacher D.L. Moody. How many of you have ever heard of D.L. Moody, uh, Dwight Moody? He was uh, a famous evangelist in the 1800s. He died in 1899, and he uh, is the one for whom the Moody Bible Institute is named for in Chicago. Uh, but Moody went to, he, he held lots and lots of uh, rallies, and he led thousands upon thousands of people to faith in Christ. And Moody uh, went to England on an evangelistic tour once, and he was in his hotel room uh, when three British clergymen came to visit him. And so these three British pastors came to see Moody one day, and they asked him how an uneducated American evangelist could be so effective in sharing the gospel. How could he be so effective in sharing the gospel considering he had very little education? And this is what he said. He looks out over the park, out of his window over the park, and he asks the uh, pastors to come over and look out the window and describe the scene below. And so by, one by one, they go over to this window and they look out and they describe what they see. They talk about uh, the, the different families they see in the park. They, they talk about the, the scenery, about the trees and the grass. They talk about the park itself. And then they step away from the window and they look at Moody. And Moody has tears coming down his cheeks. And they say, well, Pastor Moody, what do you see? And this is what he said. I see countless thousands of souls who will one day spend eternity in hell if they do not find the Savior. That, my friends, is passion. That is keeping your eyes on what matters most. That is what I want. And that, I confess to you, is what I don't always have. And maybe you're like me. Maybe you get so bogged down in the stuff and the junk of this world that you forget about what is most important. I know I do. I get caught up in things like, well, <laughs> clothes, gadgets, my phone, my computer, my laptop. I get caught up in that stuff more than I get caught up in what matters the most. I get caught up in things like food and football, sometimes together, because they go hand in hand. But I'll get caught up in the stupid, silly stuff of life that really, in the scope of eternity, just doesn't matter. I mean, when you think about it, does it really matter that the Packers are going to beat the Bears in a few weeks? No, it really kind of does, yeah. No, in all seriousness, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When it comes to heaven and hell and eternity, it just doesn't matter. What I wear on a Sunday morning doesn't matter. What the building looks like, for the most part, it doesn't matter. What kind of car I drive doesn't matter. What matters most is where people spend eternity. And until we get this passion inside of us, until we burn with a passion for people who don't know Jesus, we're going to miss the mark and we're going to miss the boat and we don't get it. We get so caught up in the things that just don't matter. Our personal preferences, our opinions, politics, politics for crying out loud. 
We go, we get, we go overboard for politics and completely forget that the politicians are people too. Believe it or not, they are. And where they spend eternity matters. Where your friends who may be on the opposite side of the aisle, and I don't mean here, but uh, politically, where they spend eternity matters. Your neighbors, your co-workers, where they spend eternity matters. And it matters to Jesus. And because it matters to Jesus, it should matter to us. And it should be so important to us that where people spend eternity, because there are people that you know and people that you love, and there are people that I know and people that I love who don't know Jesus yet. There are people that you know and I know, people that we love that don't, that don't love Jesus yet. And the sad thing, the tragic thing, is that if you don't know Jesus Christ, and if you don't love Jesus Christ, if you're not in a relationship with Jesus by grace through faith in Him, if you're not in a relationship with God through faith in Jesus, you're not going to heaven. Well, how dare you get up on that stage and judge me? It's not me. It's what the Word says. And those people that you know and that I know who don't know Jesus yet aren't going to heaven. And we can't let that happen, can we? No way. We can't let that happen. But it starts when we put the main thing as the main thing and we remember what this thing is, what is most important. It, it comes when we get passionate about people and where they're going to spend eternity and loving people in the name of Jesus Christ. No matter where they've been, no matter what they've done, no matter what their sin is like, no matter what their life is like, that we are going to love people unconditionally in the name of Jesus Christ so that they will somehow come to know Him as Savior and Lord. This is our passion. And this needs to be our passion. Because people who don't know Jesus don't go to heaven. And I don't want that to happen. So all the silly, stupid stuff that really doesn't matter, we need to set that aside to focus on what matters most. And that's where people spend eternity. Today's message is called, Jesus Wants Your Surrendered Feet. And you may be thinking, what in the world does that have to do with what you just talked about? everything. And I'll explain in just a moment. We're in a series called Surrendered here on Sunday mornings, and we've talked about the four areas of our lives that Jesus wants us to surrender to Him. Uh, we talk about how Jesus wants our surrendered hearts, and how the God who loves you with His whole heart can't be loved with half of yours. That Jesus wants wholehearted devotion, and God loves you with His whole heart. And in response, in reply, He wants us to love Him with our whole hearts not half-heartedly. And then we talked last week about how Jesus wants your surrendered hands. And we talked about serving people in the name of Jesus. And next week, we're going to talk about Jesus wants your surrendered gifts and how he wants our time, our talent, and our treasure. And he wants us to surrender these things to him so that they can be used in his service. In the month of October, we're going to start a new series from Life Church in Oklahoma called The Vow. And if you know someone who's in a marriage that may be on the, on the rocks, may, things may be going rough for them, or maybe it's you, maybe your marriage is, is struggling. I want you to know this marriage, this series on marriage is going to strengthen your marriage, and it's going to help your marriage, and it can help your friends' marriages too. And so if you're married, or if you're thinking about getting married, or if you're in a relationship of any kind, I want, you to, I want to encourage you to come and check out this series called The Vow. 
in the month of October. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a little bit. And then in November, we're going to talk about our new vision that I'm also going to talk about uh, before the end of this message, our new vision and, and how we're going to accomplish that in the next five years, our new five-year vision. And then, and then it's going to be Christmas time. We're going to talk about Jesus, the baby Jesus, laying in the manger uh, in the month of December. And, and it's 92 degrees outside, and yet we're talking about Christmas. Isn't that weird? How many of you have seen the Christmas decorations in the store already? What is going on? This world is upside down. It has gone crazy. Absolutely. But for today, we're going to talk about how Jesus wants your surrendered feet. Now, why does this have to do with evangelism? What does this have to do with telling people about Jesus? Everything. In the book of Romans, if you turn to page 802 of the Bible in the chair in front of you, or if you turn in your Bible to Romans chapter 10, verses 13 through 15, we're going to read this passage. And uh, you can use your favorite app on your smartphone or tablet, or it's up here on the screen. And in Romans 10, 13, the Paul... Paul, the Apostle Paul is writing to the, the church at Rome, and he says this, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And when we surrender our feet to Jesus... By sharing good news with people, Jesus says our feet are beautiful. Now, I don't know about you. I'm not a feet guy. I, I look at my feet, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed. I'm very fortunate that I can actually see my feet when I look down. But when I look at my feet, I don't think that they're very beautiful. I think, I, I think feet are gross. My feet are gross. Um, I try to trim my nails fairly often and, you know, hang nails and all. Feet are disgusting. But Jesus says... That when I share my faith with people, when I share my story of faith with people, Jesus says, my feet are beautiful. And so are yours. Because our feet are beautiful when we share good news and when we bring good news to people. Now, this is not an option. Sharing our faith with people and telling people about Jesus is not an option for Christ followers. It's not an option. It is a commandment and a commission. And this commission is found in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. It's on page 706 of that Bible in front of you. And it's up here on the screen. Matthew writes this. says, Jesus came to them. This is after he has been crucified and has been raised from the dead. And says, Jesus came to them, his disciples, and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, to Jesus. Therefore... Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The amazing thing about this, this great commission is that this is for everybody. This is for all of us. This is for every follower of Jesus Christ. This is for every disciple of Jesus that we are given this commission and when Jesus says, go and make disciples, it's not a one-time thing. And it's not to a select group of people. It's not to people who are like, well, I want to be a missionary. And so this is my commission to go and be a missionary to Africa or Asia uh, or uh, South America. No, 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 no. This commission is for all followers of Jesus. It's for every single one of us. This commission to go and make disciples is an ongoing thing. The word go in the Greek 
the, the New Testament was written in ancient Greek, the word go there is used in such a way as it means a continuous action. It's, and what it literally means is while you are going, make disciples of all nations. So no matter where you go, no matter who you talk to, no matter what situation you find yourself in, you are to be making disciples. You are to be making disciples in your home with your children or your parents or your brothers and your sisters or your grandparents. You are to be making disciples in your home. You are to be making disciples at work. And I don't care what situation you're working in, you can be making disciples at work by sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with them. You would be making disciples in your neighborhood, to your neighbors, uh, the ones who live next door, the ones who live a, a, across the alley, the ones who live across town. You would be making disciples in your neighborhood. And so this is not optional. These are commandments. While you are going, make disciples. And how do we make disciples? By baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey all that Jesus has commanded us. Now, we're really good about baptizing people. We've had a ton of baptisms this year and over the last few years. We've, we've baptized a ton of people, but sometimes we fall short on the teaching them to obey everything that Jesus has commanded us part. And we need to do a better job on that. And, and when I get to November's sermon series, we're going to talk about that and, and how we're going to do a better job of that going forward in 2018. So we'll talk about that in a couple of, in several weeks. But we're going to do a better job of helping people follow Jesus because that's our mission statement here. Our mission statement is helping people follow Jesus. And if it's people who don't know Jesus yet, we're going to introduce them to Jesus. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through Him. So we're going to introduce people who don't know Jesus, we're going to introduce them to Jesus. So they can start following Him. And people who do know Jesus, if you know Jesus, we want to help you follow Him better. And that's what we do here at GFCC. We're helping people follow Jesus. Very simple. And it's based on this great commission of going out and wherever we're going, sharing our story, telling people about Jesus so that they'll start following him and they'll become disciples of his. They'll become followers of his like we have become followers of his. So that's where this commission comes from. And it's for everybody. And so you have beautiful, you have the potential for beautiful feet. You have the a potential for beautiful feet if you will surrender your feet to Jesus and say, I will go and share my story with whoever you want me to. I will go and share my story with whoever needs to hear it. I will go and share the good news of Jesus. And it is good news. I mean, there's plenty of bad news out there, right? Anybody watch the news on a nightly basis? You almost can't anymore. But there is good news. And that good news is that there is a God who created you. And who loves you with his whole heart. And this God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be the perfect human sacrifice for your sins and my sins. That this God sent his son, Jesus, to live a perfect life. And then he died. He was crucified. On a, he was died on a Roman cross. But he didn't stay dead like the song we sang earlier. And what Brandon read earlier from the book of Luke. That Jesus didn't stay dead. God raised him from the dead. The Father raised him from the dead. And now Jesus lives forever. And if you'll put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ by believing in him and turning away from sin and repentance, confessing your faith and getting baptized, God will wash away your sins by his grace through faith in Jesus. 
God will wash away your sins completely and forgive you completely, past, present, and future. And He will give you the promise of eternal life in heaven with Him. And He will fill you with His Holy Spirit here on earth. And when the day, on the day that you die, you will enter into paradise. You will enter into God's presence. And you will live with Him forever. But let's face it, there's a lot of people that we know and a lot of people that we love who don't know Jesus yet. And so it is our commission, it is our job to surrender our feet to Jesus and to, as we are going, to tell people about Him. This, this idea, this beautiful feet, actually comes from the Old Testament. It's from Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7. It says this, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, Your God reigns. We are to proclaim peace and salvation to everyone because that's what really matters most is where people spend eternity. That's what matters the most. And so I have a couple challenges I want to share with you before we wrap this up this morning. A couple challenges I want to share with you. And the first challenge is this. Hang out with people who don't know Jesus and share your story of what Jesus has done in your life. That may be kind of strange. Sean is telling me to go hang out with sinners. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's what Jesus did. Oh, Jesus had his disciples and he hung out with those guys, but Jesus hung out with sinners a lot. And what we do in the church today is we don't always hang out with sinners. I mean, uh, other than the other sinners who are in this room. Look around you, surrounded by sinners. Believe me. There's one on stage. But when it comes to hanging out with sinners, sometimes we will sequester ourselves. We will hide ourselves away. It's like, oh, I don't want to get polluted by the world. And so we'll, we'll hide away from the world and we'll hide away from sinners. And we'll kind of, well, I just hang out with my Christian friends now. And I hang out with my church friends now. There are people, how can you share the good news of Jesus Christ if you don't know anybody who doesn't know Jesus? How can you tell them about Jesus if you're not going to have anything to do with them? And so we need to have interaction with people who don't know Jesus. And we need to be involved in relationships with people who don't know Jesus. And you know people who don't know Jesus, don't you? Of course you do. Could be a neighbor, could be a friend, coworker, family member, could be your classmate at school. That you know someone who doesn't know Jesus. And if you alienate yourself from them, and if you isolate yourself from them, how are you going to tell them about Jesus? You can't. So hang out with people who don't know Jesus so that you can share your story with them. Stories change lives. Stories changed your life. The story of Jesus changed your life. And the story of transformation that God is writing in your life can be used to change someone else's life. I believe it can. And so if you will just take 10 minutes and think about what Jesus has done in your life. Take 20 minutes and think about your story, about the difference that Jesus is making in your life right now. And then share that with someone else. It is amazing how God will orchestrate things and work things out that somebody who's going through what you're going through right now will come to you and say, man, can I talk to you? You know, I, I'm going through this terrible thing with my mom or I'm going through this really rough time because I lost a family member who I care about. 
And it's going to be some way, some way that God is going to be able to use your story to speak life into theirs and to share the good news with them. And if you will pray for that person, if you will pray for that person to know Jesus, if you will pray for that opportunity to share Jesus with someone, God will answer that prayer. He loves to answer that prayer. If you will say, Lord, give me an opportunity to share my story with someone this week. Give me an opportunity to share your love with someone this week. God will answer that prayer. And then you got to pray, Lord, help me see that opportunity and help me seize that opportunity. Because someone you know needs Jesus. And you have a commission to go and while you are going to share that story with them. So that's my first challenge. My second challenge for you is this. It's very specific. Invite one person to GFCC in October for the vow. I want you to think about someone you know who may be going through a hard time in their marriage. And don't say, hey, I heard you're having a hard time in your marriage. No, no, no. Just say, hey, you know what? My pastor's starting a new, uh, a new series about marriage and relationships in the month of October. And I know sometimes I have some struggles in my own marriage and, and my own relationships. And, and, and I was wondering if you might want to come and check it out. I'm telling you, folks, we have the best church in Griffith. I, I, I'm not lying and I'm not prejudiced. Oh, maybe a little. But I love you guys. And I love my church. And I hope you love your church. And when I say that we have the best church in town, I mean it. We have great music. We have great fellowship. We have a warm, loving, friendly family of people, of believers in Jesus. We preach and teach from the Word of God. We speak the truth in love. And we have a wonderful church family. And if you like your church, and I hope you do, but if you like your church, I bet you your friends will like your church. And I bet you your family members will like your church. If you like it, I bet you they're going to like it too. And so I want to encourage you to invite someone you know to come in the month of October for this series we're going to do called The Vow. It's four weeks, and we want to help strengthen couples in their marriages and in their relationships. So if you're thinking about getting married, or if you are married, and maybe you're having a hard time, or you want some just some encouragement in your relationship, you want some encouragement in your marriage, or if you're thinking about getting married, if you're engaged, or if you're dating someone and you want to get married, you know, I want to encourage you to come check out this series with your significant other, called the vow and invite someone else to come with you and there's a you know there's some really practical things you can do to try and encourage them to come one of them invite them out to dinner after church and then you can talk to them what did you think well it was great i had no idea it was like that or it was okay you know i i well what did you like what didn't you like you know this that and then come and tell me you know just say hey you know what i brought my friend they had a really good time, or I brought my friend and they had some concerns, they had some questions about this, or they didn't like this part of it, and, and we can't get better if we don't know what we're doing wrong, right? Right. But if we don't have, if, we, if you don't invite your friends, if you don't invite your neighbors, if you don't invite your family members, they're never going to hear about Jesus. And that's what we talk about every week, right? Yeah. So I encourage you, invite someone you know someone you love and care about who doesn't know Jesus, invite him to come and check it out. Because like I said, if you love your church, I guarantee you they're going to love it too. Because we have a great church family. So my encouragement to you is to 
to make your feet beautiful. I don't mean to paint your nails or trim your toenails. I mean make your feet beautiful by sharing your story with someone this week. By sharing Jesus' love with someone this week. Sharing the good news about Jesus and his love with someone this week. And I know you can do it. And I know that Jesus has commanded us to do it. And when we do that, we're going to see, we're not just going to see our church grow. We're going to see lives transformed and lives changed. We're going to see more people following Jesus, and that's what we want to do. I told you I was going to tell you a little bit about our five-year vision. I want to do that right now. Our five-year vision here at GFCC is to see 1% of unreached people in the Griffith Highland area come to know Jesus here at GFCC over the next five years. There are 40,000 people who live in the Griffith Highland area, 40,000. And our estimates are that maybe 30,000 of them don't know Jesus yet. 30,000 people that if something terrible happened and this area was wiped out and whatever, 30,000 people wouldn't go to heaven. 30,000. So what we want to do is we want to reach, we want to start by reaching 1%. That's 300 people over the next five years. We want to reach 1% of that 30,000 in the next five years. And here's the thing. I know we can do it. This is the vision that God has laid out for our leadership. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to move heaven and earth. And we're going to do everything in our power fueled by the Holy Spirit and standing on the Word of God to reach 1% of the unreached people of the Griffith Highland area in the next five years. And it's not optional. It's not optional. People need Jesus, just like you needed Him.